she said, well, I didn't like the teachings of the church and I didn't like their moral stances on things. Well, the teachings of the church are based on the Bible. So what this lady was just saying is, hey, the truths of the Bible are, are inconvenient and uncomfortable for me. So therefore, I'm going to reject those truths and basically follow my own truth. I'm going to elevate my truth over God's truth. I want to have God in my life, but I don't want to necessarily follow the principles that God has laid out in his word. And so this is one of the main reasons that we have this identity crisis in America. So over the next 16 weeks, we're going to teach you the truth about what it means to be a man, a real man, a godly man, and we're going to uproot the lies you've believed. Hey friends, great to see you. I know some of you already, some of you I don't know. And for those of you I haven't met before, my name is Mark Arsampke. I'm a father of six. I've got two boys, four girls, a grandfather of five as well, uh, two boys, and I'm thinking three girls here because actually one of those kids is due in about a month here, one of those grandkids. I've been married for 30 years to the same beautiful woman. I'm an attorney, pastor, business owner, investor, and kingdom builder. And I'm super excited to be launching a new 17-week podcast and video cast series called XY Be A Man. Today and over the next 16 weeks, we're going to discover what it means to be a man, a real man, a godly man. So you might want to get your pen and paper out and take some notes because this is going to be a life-changing series. You see, we have an identity crisis in this nation among our men, both old and young. Men don't know who they are and who they were created to be. And as a result, we have a whole generation of young men growing up today who are disgruntled, disillusioned, in many cases, hopeless. And, and it's not just young men, some older men as well. But that hopelessness is reflected in an increasing number of men, in particular young men, dying of heroin and fentanyl overdoses and even suicide. In fact, we have an increasing death rate among young men greater than we've seen since World War II. And this is really a uniquely American crisis of hopelessness. See, young men in America ages 15 to 24 are twice as likely to die as their peers in France, Germany, Japan, and other wealthy nations. But this hopelessness is not limited to young men. In fact, the suicide rate in this country is highest among middle-aged men. Males account for 79% of suicides in this nation, and unfortunately, nearly 90% of male suicides are among white males. So why is there such hopelessness among men? Because we have an identity crisis among our men. And there are really three core reasons for this identity crisis. First, we've believed lies. Lies we've told ourselves, lies others have told us, and lies the enemy of our souls has told us. Second, we really don't know how to be a man. We were never taught how to be a man, a real man, a godly man. And we've never had what being a real man means modeled for us. You see, many things in life that we learn are caught and not taught. 
many of us grew up in our growing up in fatherless homes. So we really didn't even have a chance to be taught what it means to be a man or to see what being a man means modeled for us. About a third of us guys grew up in houses without our biological dads. Half of us grew up in divorced homes. So we didn't even have our dads there to train us or model manhood and fatherhood for us. And even if we did grow up with dads, oftentimes we had absence tea dads. I know for me personally, while my dad was a wonderful dad, he worked all the time. He worked second shift. The only time we really see him was on the weekends. And so I know a lot of guys out there, you're just like me, your dad wasn't around. So instead of dad modeling what it means to be a man, we had the opposite. We had our moms raising us and modeling to us what it be, means to be a man from mom's perspective. And God bless moms, but moms raising kids without dads has led to an over-feminization of our boys and men. And we see this throughout our culture where moms are the ones raising the kids, whether it's the boys or the girls. And so we have guys out there right now who really have learned how to be a man based on their interactions with their mom and their sisters. And so we've got you know, hate to say it, but there are some pansy whamsy guys out there because of that. Um, and the reality is no one can replace dad. And for that matter, mom. And in fact, every kid should have the right to have both their mom and their dad raising them. Now, in some cases, dad was around and active in parenting, but dad or mom were over authoritarian or overly permissive in their parenting. And so we weren't really taught properly what it means to be a man because we weren't trained properly. And some of our families, our dads, maybe our moms too, were super strict, but didn't really have a relationship with us. There's a saying, rules without relationship equals rebellion. And so we rebelled. And I'm sure there, those of you listening right now, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like your parents had all these rules for you but they really didn't have a relationship with you. I, I'm reminded as a child growing up where my parents had some very strict rules. Like, And if you didn't follow them, you got some pretty significant punishment. For example, in my house, if I didn't pull the shades or take the garbage out every day, my parents would ground me for a week. That is cray cray, right? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Now, fortunately, I did have a relationship to some extent with my dad, even though he was a little tough on me in, in these situations. Um, you know, like every time I'd do something wrong, my dad would sit me down and he'd go through the Bible. And I, I had most of the Bible memorized by the time I was 12, because every time I did something wrong, my dad was taking me through that scripture. But outside of that, even though my dad was pretty tough on me, I had a relationship with him and, you know, we would play sports together. We'd play pool together. We'd play football together. We, we would do things. We'd play tennis together. So, you know, that helped balance off some of the strictness that I grew up with. But some of us grew up with like crazy dads, right? Maybe they, they weren't only super strict, but they were crazy. Like we saw our dads yelling at our moms, punching walls, getting angry all the time, drinking too much maybe doing drugs. So we really didn't have a good male role model in our lives, even though our dads were there. 
on the flip side, some of us had parents, dads who basically let us do whatever we wanted to do. And why is that? In some cases, it's because our parents really didn't want to be parents, right? They they just, they were absentee parents. They were not around and, it, it, you know, for us, or they just didn't want to be around. They might've been in the house, but they didn't want us around. And I, I in, in all honesty, I had that same kind of scenario at times in my life where like my mom would just be like, ah, she's going to watch her soap operas right now. And she would just tell us to go up to bed and go to bed. <laughs> so, you know, it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock and you're like junior high, high schooler. And your mom's like, go to bed because she really didn't want to parent us. Uh, now I wouldn't go to sleep, but I'd go up to my room and do my homework and, and just get out of her hair, so to speak. But as a kid, I used to play outside from basically the time I, after I ate breakfast, uh, to like eight or nine o'clock when it got, uh, got light out, I'd come home, eat, and go back outside and play. And part of that was because my parents really just didn't want to parent. Um, and, and that's unfortunate, but some of us grew up with some of that as well. On the flip side, uh, you know, we also have parents who just have a liberal parenting philosophy and didn't want to hurt our feelings and emotionally damage us out of fear of being too hard on us. So they just let us do whatever we wanted and we were left to ourselves to try to figure out things. And so you had a parent, a lot of parents were just like, they were nice to you. They were loving to you. They were kind to you, but they didn't really give you any direction in your life. And they didn't really have any boundaries for you growing up. And, and I know my wife grew up in a house like that where her, her mom was like a saint in terms of just being super nice. And, um, but her parents really didn't give her direction on, what it meant to be a woman. And in, in my case, you know, my, my parents really didn't give me a whole lot of direction on what it meant to be a man. They did raise me in the ways of God to their credit, but they never really taught me what it meant to be a, a man. And nowadays it, it's even kind of crazier for some of our young men growing up in homes. Um, you know, you might have both parents there, but you're being taught lies about who you are and what it means to be a man. You're being taught that even though you're a young man, you can be a girl or a woman if you want, or you can date or marry another boy or man if you want. You can be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. I'm reminded of a case a couple of years back. I was at a dinner with some very high profile people and this couple was talking about their young daughter who was like six years old. And at the time I had a, a daughter who was five or six as well. And I was just talking about how excited I was about, you know, my daughter growing up and beginning to kind of understand what it means to be a girl. And this lady started talking about her daughter and she's like, yeah, someday my daughter's going to grow up and, you know, she might marry a man or she might marry a woman. And I turned and I looked at that woman and I said, no, your daughter's destiny and plan for her life is to marry a good, godly man. And the woman just kind of looked at me like, oh, wow, I never knew that. And it's crazy to think, but that's the thinking out there right now is like, hey, my kid, even though it's he's a man, he could marry another boy. And, and boys are being taught that they could marry another boy. And that's just okay. Okay. 
Well, I want you to know that is a lie. That is not a truth. So why are parents teaching their young men these things that are not truth? Because many people have no moral compass anymore. We've abandoned God and his word. We've believed the lie that we don't need God or his word. Or we need God, but not his word. Not the truth found in his word. We've elevated man over God. We've elevated our own truths over God's truth. And why have we done that? Because God's truths sometimes are inconvenient. They're uncomfortable. They don't fit into our political narrative. They challenge us. And so we have a culture right now that has rejected the truths that we find in God's word. And the reason people have done that is because some of them just were never taught them. So they, they never stepped foot into a church or other ministry where they taught the word of God. Some of them have been into churches and, and ministries and they've heard the word of God. They've maybe even read the, the Bible, but they're, they're not comfortable with what they're reading. I was recently at a location in, in downtown Wauwatosa, which is here in the Milwaukee area, which is where I'm based out of. And I was praying with a group of people and there was a lady outside of where we were praying. I really felt God saying, just go speak to this woman. And so I went to this lady who was sitting on a park bench and I just asked her how she was doing. I said, hey, you know, we're, we're in there praying. Is there anything we can pray for you? And uh, I asked her if she believed in God and she began to tell me that she grew up Catholic and, uh, you know, was a Christian person growing up. And I said, well, do you still believe in God and do you still serve God? And she said, well, I believe in God, but I don't really follow the practices of Christianity anymore. I don't follow my Catholic practices anymore. Um, and I said, well, what, what do you do? She said, well, I believe in the God of the Native Americans. And I asked her, well, what, what happened? Why, why are you not following the God of the Bible? And the God of the Native Americans is the God of the Bible, by the way, just as a side note, but in her mind, he wasn't. <laughs> but um, she said, well, I didn't like the teachings of the church. And I didn't like their moral stances on things. Well, the teachings of the church are based on the Bible. So what this lady was just saying is, hey, the truths of the Bible are, are inconvenient and uncomfortable for me. So therefore, I'm going to reject those truths and basically follow my own truth. I'm going to elevate my truth over God's truth. I want to have God in my life, but I don't want to necessarily follow the principles that God has laid out in his word. And so this is one of the main reasons that we have this identity crisis in America. So over the next 16 weeks, we're going to teach you the truth about what it means to be a man, a real man, a godly man, and we're going to uproot the lies you've believed. And all of this teaching and uprooted will be grounded in the truth of God's word, which is the only absolute truth we have to live our lives by. And there are 16 truths about your identity as a man that I'm going to discuss. And uh, this would be a great time to write some of this stuff 
down. But the first truth, and again, we're going to get into these in detail over the next 16 weeks. But for this week, I'm just going to give you a high-level overview of what some of those truths are. And these are powerful truths. These are truths that have come from years of studying the Word of God, from prayer, from practical life experience. As I mentioned, <laughs> been married for 30 years, six kids, five grandkids. Um, I've been doing this thing called life for a long time, and I've learned a lot of things. And so the first thing that I want to talk about, and we're going to talk about next week in more detail, is you were created to be a man, literally an XY chromosome biological male. <laughs> That's God's identity, plan, and destiny for you on this earth. You are a biological male and always will be. No matter what you do to yourself, you will always be a biological male, and that is how God created you. Two, you were created to be a king's kid. You are a son of the Most High God. You need to know your identity in Christ as a son of the Most High God if you want to be the man God has called you to be. Three, you were created to be not only a king's kid, but you were created to be a king yourself, the king of your kingdom. You are a born leader. Whether or not you think you are, God has placed you as the leader of your household, not your wife or your girlfriend or your mom. Fourth, you were created to leave and cleave. Now, for some of you young single guys, God's ultimate plan for you is to leave your house and cleave to your wife. God doesn't want you living in your parents' basement or attic until you're 30. Sorry, guys. Don't turn off tape now or the video now. God wants you, you know, to get out of the house, rent an apartment, get a job, right? And so uh, support your family, become a husband at some point, unless God's called you to, to full-time ministry as a celibate priest. <laughs> Fifth, you were created to be a priest in your home and to those around you. You are the spiritual priest of your house. Six, you were created to be a provider for your family, to take care of your family, work hard. If you don't work, you don't eat. Seventh, you were created to be a wise guy. God wants you to not only be wise in the things of his kingdom, but also of this world. Be wise in your health, wealth, marriage, parenting. Eighth, you were created to be a multiplier, not a maintainer. God wants you to grow. He wants you to thrive, not just survive. He wants you to live your life by faith, not in fear. He wants you to take some risks in your life. Ninth, you were created to be straight. What do I mean by straight? I mean, you were created to be sexually intimate with a woman, not a man, if you're a man. Or you were created to be celibate. So you're either created to to be straight, sexually intimate with a woman, or you were created to be celibate. And that's totally contrary to what we're hearing every day in our media, where you can be whatever you want to be today. Tenth, you were created to be in relationship. Life is all about relationships, a vertical relationship and a horizontal relationship. A vertical relationship with God, horizontal relationship with the people around you. God wants you to be in a relationship with him and other people. No man is an island unto himself. God wants you to be connected, 
with others. There's this thing called the law of quantum entanglement, where it says literally at the cellular quantum level, everything is connected. And we're going to get into some of that more as we get into this discussion of you were created being relationship, but everything in the universe is created at, uh, or connected at some level to be in relationship. 11th, you were created to be a nice guy, not a jerk, not an a-hole, right? <laughs> in, in the law firm world that I work in, we have this no a-hole rule and uh, we generally follow it pretty well, but that's what God has created you to be, a nice guy, not a jerk. Nice guys really do finish first. So God really does want you to be nice to your wife, your kids. He wants you to exercise self-control. Twelfth, you were created to be a father to reproduce. You were created to be fruitful and multiply. That is the initial dominion mandate that we find in Genesis 1, to be fruitful and multiply. So don't let your fear keep you from the joy of having kids. Now, I know some people can't have kids, but if you can have kids, don't let fear keep you from having kids. It's such a joy to have kids. Don't let selfishness keep you from the joy of having kids. Don't let financial concerns keep you from the joy of having kids. Have a kid, not just a dog. Let me say that again. Have a kid, not just a dog. Yeah, I'm going to, I know I'm going to get some hate mail on that. Don't be a hater. Be a lover. Because that's the next thing. 13, you were created to be a lover. And I don't mean sexually. Real men love God. They love their wives. They love their kids. They love their friends. 14, you were created to be a fighter. Real men fight. Fight for what you believe in. And I don't mean partying. Okay, I mean, fight for what you really believe in. Fight for what your core values really are. Fifteen, you were created to be pure. Stop living in porn fantasy world. Porn is a make-believe fantasy world that quickly turns into a nightmare, and God wants to set us free of that. And then lastly, you were created to be a man of honor. Honor your commitments. Honor those people around you. Be responsible. See, you'll never be truly happy or fulfilled in your life or in your God-given destiny and purpose as a man until you embrace these 16 truths about yourself. True happiness and fulfillment lies in knowing who you are, your identity as a man of God. So. Join us next week and over the next uh, 16 weeks as we look further at these 16 truths. And next week, we're going to talk about you were created to be a man, literally, an XY chromosome biological male. God bless you. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of XY Be a Man. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like this video and subscribe to Media Unlimited's YouTube channel. We post new content every week, so go check that out. If you're listening to us on an audio only, we appreciate you all so much. Please make sure to rate this podcast five stars and leave a review if you enjoyed this content and want to hear more. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.